from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, as well as on Facebook Live. Hello, people. Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Appreciate you being here, having some fun with us this morning and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. On the broadcast with us right now, and, and uh, no stranger to the broadcast by any stretch of the imagination, someone who has been with us pretty much since I came back to uh, my hometown of Syracuse, New York, has been Mike Wheeler, and he has been uh, a, a true professional, somebody who has been fantastic with what he's done with OCC Lasers Women's Basketball and in our community as a whole. He is a father of three boys, a husband, and a head coach, and somehow balances it all to a team that only lost four games this season in total of 31 played. And with that being said, we bring him on to the show. Mike, how are we doing today? Dan, how are you? Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, Mike. And, you know, you look at a season like this, and and you and I were talking off the air about, you know, how, how this season didn't end the way that you wanted it to, yet we're talking about a team that went 27-4. and four. I mean, how do you do, – I mean, I, I would imagine you're not hanging your head, but, I mean, you, you always want more. You want to get a little bit farther. You've always, you know, pushed the term at OCC, but 27-4 and four is, a, is, a, is a fantastic way to finish off a season. So how do you handle it when you are that person that's always seeking for the next step, yet – you have a record that is reputable with any sport in any stage of the game. Well, I think the most difficult part for me this year was going into the lockers after after the regional finals and, you know, approaching the kids and and just seeing a bunch of upset um, um, basketball players that that felt like they were the better team. Um, And, uh, you know, coming off the stretch that we had where we won 17 basketball games in a row um, going into the postseason. Um, you know, with a lot of, you know, a lot of talk out there was we were, you know, one of the hottest teams in the country coming into the postseason when you win 17 straight basketball games. Um, that's, that's quite a run um, that you make. And, um, you know, I think the, the difficult part at the end of all that was that you're, you're playing so well. Um, and, you know, to have it come to a crashing halt in the regional finals is, uh, you know, it was a tough pull to swallow for all of us, I think. Yeah, and, and like you said, it was tough for you to go into the locker room after that loss and to be able to, and to, you know, to see all your players in that moment. How did you handle it? What did you say? What? How did you kind of tackle that situation of, of going into the locker room in that moment? You know, in a situation like that, and I'm sure there's there's many uh, coaches out there that have gone through this experience. It's it's there's no words that can take anything back that that just happened. Um, you know, I think for for us and me myself, you know, that's pretty much um, you know how I start things off. Is you know, I 
know, everyone wants to win, especially a regional title. Um, and, you know, there's there's no words that can say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, you know, what what happened, you know, but, um, you know, and, and the other thing you have to look at is, is you gave yourself a chance. And I, I, I tell the kids every day, at least give yourselves a chance to play for a championship. Um, there's there's 14 other teams in our region that aren't, aren't playing for a title, um, and, and we will. Um, and, and I think, you know, you try and take some positives out of the season. Um, 17 straight wins, 27 wins, um, four losses, um, a, a great winning streak at the end of the year. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing for everyone was the, the close, um, the close knit bunch that they were. They were just a, you know, I, I've had some close teams in the past, you know, in my 19 years of coaching. I've had a lot of teams that have been close. Um, but these kids were close on and off the floor. Um, they did everything together. Everything you want to see a team do on and off the floor, they did. Um, and I think that's the part for me that was more difficult um, is to, to to see that I have to you know let this this group go you know and and I think every year you have that every year the team holds a special place in your heart but you know to to have a team like this um, that just was so you know it was it was like a well-oiled machine they were just so so good on and off the floor they got along you know they. Um, it, it, that's the tough part for me at the end of all this is to, to you know to see them all have to end like this. Speaking here with Mike Wheeler, OCC Lasers women's basketball head coach, twenty-seven and four record come comes with a seventeen-game winning streak before that loss that you took to North Country Community College. 17 straight wins, like you said, being regarded as one of the hottest teams, not just in the region or on the East Coast, but in the entire nation, one of the hottest teams. Bring me into that 17-game winning streak and just what you know you can say about what you saw out of your team in a run of 17 straight games that brought you into the, the obviously, uh, the postseason. You know, I thought the reason why we were so successful this year is the fact that we could score the basketball. Um, you know, we were one of the highest scoring teams in the country, um, you know, averaging up almost near 80 points a game. You know, we put up 113 and 112 respectively this year. Um, and I thought, I think when you can play that well, um, together offensively, um, you know, we knew we could be pretty good. And I thought, that's really what the stretch was for us. The 17 games was really good um, offensively. And I thought our defense got better down the stretch, um, which we needed to, you know, we always talked about earlier in the year that we knew we were going to be able to score the basketball, but how well were we going to be able to defend? Um, you know, and we, we really um, took the zone. The 2-3 was really a big part of what we did. We played some man in and out um, when we needed to get some stops. But, you know, the zone, which was weird for me to say, is it was our backbone defensively is, is we're always been a man-oriented defensive um, team for our program. So to, to have the 2-3 there um, and be so active 
because I thought our back line was really good. Um, we had some length in our back line. Um, you know, I, I heard you talking about West Genesee earlier, and, uh, you know, we had a girl, we had a girl, Kaylin Walker, who played for West Genesee on the state championship teams, and she was just a, a big person, a big, big part of our, the middle of our zone. Um, very active um, inside, blocked a lot of shots for us. Um, so, you know, just to, to be able to, to, to score the way we did and it was a big aspect of a big part of the reason why we won 17 straight. And, you know, and, and to see that, like you said, it to <clears throat> to be a team that leans on, you know, playing man and, and then, you know, switching into the 2-3 zone and, and believing in that and believing in kind of, you know, uh, leaning on that a little bit. Was that strange for you as a coach? I know you said it was kind of weird to say that that was, you know, a, a component this year that the 2-3 zone really was a big element. But, you know, some coaches get set in their ways. They're set in who they are. Like you said, you know, you're used to playing man. That's the system that you had. Uh, some coaches won't change. They just do what they do. Win, lose, or draw it is what it is for them. For you, you've been coaching for a long time, yet you are willing to ad-lib a little bit to learn, to grow, to adjust how important is it to uh, be a coach that says, listen, I think that this may work better or let's try something new? Uh, how important is that for a coach to have? And, and what made you do it in a world where so many coaches are kind of just set in their ways and, and unwilling to, to waver from what they do? Well, you know, I can't say that, you know, the, the, the ones that are set in their ways are, are um, you know, not that good of a head coach. I think we have one here that, that has uh, played a two-three zone all his life and is yeah. pretty successful with it. Um, but uh, you know, I think you know, I think some coaches are different. You know, I think comfort. You know, and if you're if you're adamant about the way you're going to um, defend or, or do anything, you know, and, and I kind of know right away. Like we, you know, we start preseason and we start early as early as we do. You know, you can tell um, what type of um, players you have defensively. Are, are the, is this group going to be good defensively? Are they quick? Um, you know, can they keep their man in front of them? Do they get beat off the ball? You know, like these are questions that you kind of observe back in September. And you kind of can say, well, you know, I can see right now we can play some man, but I don't think this is that's going to be the backbone of, of how we're going to win. We're going to have to implement some good 2-3 zone um, and, and really stick to that. Um, and, you know, and I think I knew early this year. You know, there's some years in the past where I've probably played zone 15, 20% of the season just because I had quick guards. I had people that could, could, could guard. And, 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 you know, it's just um, it, it's all the, you know, the makeup of what you have. And I think going in, you have to do that. And the coaches that want to change or, or go back and forth, that's what I think they do. You know, you have to be. You, you, those are the ones that are um, that, that have to make those decisions down the stretch, you know. And, you know, I was, I was completely okay with it. You know, the one thing about a 2-3 zone, I've always been a, a very difficult um, – it's, it's, it's very difficult because you're guarding an area and not a person. Um, you know, Coach Beheim's 2-3 zone, you're guarding man and an area, so I think it's a little bit of both. But I think sometimes if you don't have the players, they can do both. And I try and exp 
explain that. I said, just because you're in a 2-3 zone doesn't mean you can't guard a man and an area at the same time. And sometimes teams get complacent with, I'm just going to guard my area. I don't care who's here or if there's anybody in this area. I'm going to guard that area. I'm just going to stay here because this is where I'm supposed to be in the 2-3. Well, that's not going to work sometimes. You have to reload. You have to relocate yourself defensively. You, you, you know, you got to get out on the perimeter and guard. You got to. You can't give up baselines. You, you can't give up simple things. And I think the lazy aspect sometimes people get complacent. Team players get complacent where they stand and they watch. And if you can focus that early in the year and teach them that. You know, just because you're guarding the area doesn't mean you can't guard somebody. Um, and they can get that in and, and they can, um, you know, process that. I think a 2-3 zone can be really good, you know. But, you know, if, if you're going to walk around and be lazy, watch people take shots and, and, and not not guard, um, you know, that that's going to hurt you down the stretch. You know, and I think rebounding is a big factor out of a 2-3 zone. If you don't get in great, you know, great rebounding, position i think rebounding itself is out of a two-three zone is helpful you can get out and run out of it if you can do those things it helps you um you get steals you can get out and run easier than a man-to-man um so you know i think each thing has its uh, you know each type of defense has its own benefits and, and, and sometimes negatives as well that uh, coming from mike wheeler here occ lasers women's basketball head coach uh, mike you brought up a West Genesee alum, Caitlin Walker, who is no stranger to Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I've had the opportunity to have her on the show and feature her at the Wildcat Sports Pub like we just did with the boys lacrosse team for West Jenny and, and West Genesee Athletics every month out at the Wildcat. So uh, Caitlin is somebody that I've appreciated for a while. I watched her all the way to the championship game last season, went out there and was with the team uh, for the championship game in Albany and, and all the way to, you know, in those games, obviously leading up to it. So Caitlin, for you, as you mentioned, her a big part of what you're doing, freshman on the team this year, 21 games where she scored in double figures, two games she scored 21 points against Herkimer College and against SUNY Broome Community College, and she averaged a double-double this season of 11.9 points and 11.2 rebounds. Just to speak on her a little bit farther, to have a player in this zone that is averaging a double-double for you as a freshman and is consistently scoring in double figures and putting up 20-plus at times as well. Um, you know, I like the fact that she can throw in four, four-and-a-half blocks a game too as well because she's a, a tremendous shot blocker as well. Um, you know, I think you said it earlier, Dan, double-double. I mean, players that get your double-doubles, players that are active like that, um, especially post players, um, it, it's a great benefit to your team. Um, she's been she's been great for us this year. Um, and, you know, and, and the fact that she's – I still think she's grown as a player. Um, as you know, getting more comfortable with the with with the position she's playing. Um, you know, I think at West Jenny a little bit. You know, you got you got a lot of good guards. You know, um, you know, had they had the uh, the twins there that were lighting it up from the perimeter. You know, averaging twenty five, twenty six points a game, knocking down threes. Um, so you know, you're there's teams that have guard-oriented offenses and there's teams that have guard-post-oriented offense and there's post-oriented offenses. So I think for her to come from the high school level where she was um, and, and probably a, a guard-oriented offense from the, most of the years that she was there, um, 
to help us um, inside. I thought she she did a great job for us um, inside as a, as, a, as a great post player for us. And you mentioned her blocks, and like you said, you know, th- three or four a game for the season. Speaking on Caitlin Walker, the West Genesee alum, she had 71 blocks for you this season. Almost half of the team's blocks came from Caitlin. I know you made mention of of the average. She had 162 blocks as a team, 71 on her own. Just a, the all-around player. She had 60 steals this season, 61 assists as well. I mean, when you have a player like that, and like, and in your case, you have to say goodbye to players after two seasons, you have her coming back next year after a 27-4 and four season. What does that do for you, and what does it say about your top shot blocker? I mean, she was first on the team with 71, and the closest to her were a couple players with 14 this season. Um, you know, she's going to be a leader. You know, I like when players as freshmen have, have good years. Um you know, because when the expectations of her for her coming back next year are high, you know, and um, we're expecting her to be a big part of what we're doing, um, and and she she's gotten her so so I think from high school till her first year in college, she's gotten herself more involved um, offensively, especially. Um, I haven't had a post player with with the footwork um, and and post presence that she's had in a long time that's, that's came through my program um, she's just got tremendous footwork ability around the basket um, and, and she's really smooth with the basketball um, you know and I think she's worked on the aspects of her game where the rebounding aspects and the physicality portion of things um, she's just grown as a player um, so it's, it's we're really excited to have her back and you know I got a, another starter from the Jenny team Malaysia Kasson on she was a guard for them and started as a guard for them and you know she's a she's a, a speedy little guard and, and she can she can handle the basketball real well she can shoot it from the perimeter um you know so having those two experienced kids coming back um to um who's played in big moments um and now coming back as a sophomore year i'm, I'm really excited to uh, to get them back both of them yeah, and I, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to ask you your thoughts on Alicia Castanon also coming from West Jenny and their run to the championship game and, and just what you know she's meant to the team for you as well. Uh, we look at the roster for you, and, and whether it's you know FM or I know a, lo- a lot of the, the, the players that you take are obviously from the state of New York, but looking in central New York and, and upstate New York here from FM to Liverpool to Watertown, West Jenny, West Hill, uh, Charles W. Baker out in Beeville, you know, to to in Liverpool to to have these players representing that are right around the corner. Just you know what that does for you. And I know you and I have discussed recruiting before. Speaking here with Mike Wheeler, but you know to have these players whose parents and grandparents and and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and whatnot they've been watching them all the way through, and now they can go another fifteen minutes down the road or five minutes or twenty minutes and they're seeing them at OCC, just what it means to you to not only have a team that is so successful perennially, but to have that success with the talent that is in our community, what that what that means to you and what it says about the talent that we have here. Well, I've always been a Section 3 guy. You know, I just think that, that there's great basketball here in Section 3. Um, and you rattled off all those names in high schools, and, and all those, those players are coming from class AA, class A, class B schools that are just usually 
um, in the sectional finals, in the sectional semifinals, they're making deep runs. Um, they're playing for for coaches that are um, have have taught them, you know, the game of basketball um, well. And I think here, especially at our level, when you get a double A or an A or, or a B um, player, they're going to jump in and, and be a big, huge. Um, you know, they're going to they're going to make a big splash right away is what I'm saying because of the, where they're coming from. You know, they're, they're, they're being taught. Well, you, you don't have to, you don't have to teach them some of the basic things. So I think it says a lot for the section three programs around here that they're, they're well coached. They're, um, they're developing good basketball players. Um, and what I like is they come right in for me and they play, you know, um, it's, it's, it's nice to have a group that you can get in and, 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 pretty much, you know, show them what your program's about and teach them about how you, you run your program. And then they pick up the things very fast. And, um, you know, like one of my big, one of our big things here and it's been for my 19 years is we run, we get out and run and we play and we play fast. So a lot of the high school teams around section three, they like to play fast. They don't slow it down anymore. They get out and run. Um, and so, these players come into my program like I like this. I like playing fast. I like doing what, what, what doing what uh, um, you do because we did it in high school. Um, and you know, I, I try and make things as simple as, as can be for them, um, but I don't have to make it so simple because they know they're they're coming from great programs around. You know, and, and that's and like you said, you know, coming from great coaching and in section three having you know, great coaches and great players that help to obviously set up, you know, opportunities at OCC. Uh, what can you say about the relationships with the coaches in the area and your connection to them and, and building that rapport and, and building that bridge and, and making sure that, you know, you obviously have those those network connections to be able to fuel what you do at OCC and, and also pay respect to what they're doing at the high schools? Um, I, you know, I... Dan, it's hard for me to speak for them, but from my end, I, you know, I've, I've been doing this for 19 years, and, and a lot of the coaches that are still in Section Three are, are still around that are, that were here. Um, you know, I've had probably um, a West Hill player that's played for me like at least every other year. Um, Coming, you know, Sue Ludwig is probably um, one of the most outstanding basketball coaches in, in the area, um, and I think the record speaks for itself and you know just just to have players I had a player this year Caitlin Karlowski that played for me that was just you know again smart headsy um shoot shoot it real well um hard plays hard um defensive minded knows you know concepts um you know so on and so forth I mean coming from a program like that, you know, I had, uh, I had started my other guard, Holly Sleep, this year from Liverpool. Uh, here's a player that, you know, started, came off the bench for Liverpool, um, wasn't really being recruited out of high school to play. Um, she comes here, she starts for me two years. Um, she had several games where she had um, nine or ten assists in the game for us. Um, as a basketball player, just grew. Um, tremendously for us, um, you know. But again, program Liverpool, you know, the, the CNS, um, you know, CNS will always get PR on my end because that's I'm a graduate 
graduate from CNS, so I'm, I have a little favoritism towards CNS, but I don't want to, you know, talk about that around the Liverpool and, and, and all that because that's the rival. But, you know, it's, it's just all in all, though, you get, you got tremendous coaches in the area, and I feel like we have a great relationship, and I think they see what our program's all about up here, and they're going to send their kids that, that are, are, to give them an opportunity to play basketball right away, to step on the floor and play, to get two years of really good basketball, um, and then, you know, move on, you know, and I think it's a great stepping stone for um, a lot of players. You know, we talk about it all the time. You get a lot of freshmen and sophomores that go to four-year schools, and they sit behind sophomores, juniors, and seniors for three years until their junior or senior year before now they're finally getting some minutes. Now they're starting to get 15, 20 minutes a game where their freshman and sophomore year, they should be playing at that level because they can, but they're not playing because they're playing behind all these sophomore juniors and seniors where you come here, you play right away. You play as a freshman, you play as a sophomore. And four-year schools see that, and four-year schools see that, oh, here's a sophomore that plays 30 minutes a game at OCC. They're already in college. They, they, they know what it's like for at the college level. I want this kid to come play for me. You know, so I think it's just all around beneficial in, in, in where we are and, and the Section 3 basketball round um, says so much, um, for, especially for the recruiting purposes for us. Uh, coming from Mike Wheeler, OCC Lasers women's basketball head coach. Uh, Mike, as we look really quickly here to uh, next season, Anaya Ingram, uh, Tanasia Williams, uh, Courtney Clute, uh, Caitlin Walker, Alicia Castanon, Abriana Parson, uh, Emily Smith, Anishem. Every you know, so many players coming back. Obviously, you have to say goodbye to you know a few of the players every single year, but a ton of freshmen coming back, and, and obviously you're out there recruiting and doing your thing and whatnot. What can you say about, as much as it's fresh and it just happened, the 2019-2020 season, what can you say about what 2020-2021 looks like and what you're excited about? You know, as a basketball, as a college coach, season ends Sunday, you know, your, your off-season starts Monday. You, you just want to, you know, you get to a regional final, you win a regional final, you get to the national tournament and you lose or whatever, the season's over, you want to start right away because and, and, you want to get back there. You want to give yourself an opportunity to get back there. Um, and I think for us, that's the exciting thing um, to, to bring a mixture of freshmen and sophomore back in together um, that can play well. Um, and we play so many kids just because of us, our, our, our style of play. You know, we go up and down, Dan, for 40 minutes. You know, we don't, we don't slow it down. We don't... I've... In my first couple of years, I lost basketball games because I slowed it down. And ever since the first couple of games, first four or five seasons that I was here, we push it for 40 minutes. I don't care if it's a three-point game. We're going to make some decisions down the stretch to, to, to make some smart decisions. But we're not going to stop. If we get a three-on-one steal, we're not pulling it back out. We're going to the hole. You know, we're going to score. You know, we're not going to stop playing the way we that got us to that point. Um, so I think the fact that we can recruit so many kids to play, you know, 12, 10, 12 kids, you know, at a time um, throughout a game um, says a lot. But that's, I think, for us is the getting back to the drawing board and the excitement of, 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 of new freshmen and mixing the sophomore and the freshman together. Um, you know, sophomores are coming back next year are already saying, Coach, when can we play? Yeah. When can we play? I want to get back in the gym. I'm like, holy cow, you guys just, you know, it just ended. But they're, they're ready. You know, they want to get back. So it's good to hear that. It's really good. 
and for you, you know, not to not to have to bring you back to that last game, but what did you learn from it? You know, that seventy six to sixty seven loss to the North Country Community College in Saranac Lake. What did that game teach you? That that final game of the season, as you're in the Region Three Championship Tournament. Uh, what's your takeaways as you get set to move forward? Life off the loss, you know, and, and people watch the game online. I've had outside um, people um, that have just observed the game and said, you know, you know, follow me. And the last thing as a head coach you want to hear is, you know, you know, you control that game for, for you know, 35 minutes. Um, and we did. We, we led from probably the third basket all the way through and until we were up 56-51 you know with six minutes and 30 seconds to go or my three starting guards got into all the trouble they followed out with four minutes to go um so it was a struggle for us offensively because now you have your three starting guards out and, and one primary ball handler that handles the ball all the time for us um, fouls out, and now you're going to press us, you know. So, which is smart, you know. That's what you're going to do, you know. You're going to you're going to full court press, and we turn the ball over three or four consecutive times, and that turns into points for them. Next thing you know, instead of you're up five, you're down four, and it just happens just like that. Um, so, I think if I could take anything away, is you know, and it, it's hard, you know, because you got players in positions that, that don't play the guard position, but are playing the guard position for you because they have to, um, and. You know, we we made some bad turnovers when we when we shouldn't have. Um, and uh, if I can take anything away and and you know prepare for some things going forward, is you know in big time situations, you know we gotta we gotta take care of the basketball. We gotta make we gotta take good shots. Um, you know, and, and give ourselves an opportunity, even though we're in a tough situation. Um, so I think that's that's the big thing for us. If I can take anything away from it. Yeah, coming from Mike Wheeler, OCC Lasers Women's Basketball Head Coach. Uh, Mike, final piece here. Your kids, how are the boys doing? What's going on with the boys these days? Yes. Um, well, I, I got my oldest, Evan, is playing hockey full bore. He's full, full hockey stage now. He's playing at Cicero Twin Rinks, and he is loving life. He's, a, and he's been, I, He thinks he's going to be the next Wayne Gretzky. Um, I, I said he has a long way to go for that. Um, the middle ones starting to pick up the hockey stick and skate. All three of them um, are like skaters. You know that if they could do anything on a weekend, they'd rather go to the ice rink. And uh, whereas their father would rather play golf. Um, so um, I don't fit well in ice rinks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my wife takes a lot, a lot of the duties when it comes to the hockey thing. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, we've already had the conversation where. If all three play, you know, it's a, a weekend thing. They're yeah. in Buffalo and Rochester and Niagara Falls and, you know, all over the place. I said, you know, you'll, you'll probably be a single hockey mom for a little bit. Um, so, because, you know, I, my, my basketball season runs Saturdays and, and sometimes Sundays. So uh, um, I, I try and be there as much as I can. But it's nice to see they finally grasp something that they really enjoy playing. Um you know, it's funny, you, you throw a basketball down or a hockey stick, and your father's a basketball coach, but <laughs> they want nothing to do with a basketball. They grab the hockey stick and run. Um, so, you know, it's it's. I, I didn't ever think I would be a, a hockey, um, we'd be a hockey family, but it looks like we're headed in that direction. So that's what, what, what takes most of our time up right now. 
Well, I hope that uh, you and the wife get to enjoy it. Hopefully get some time to enjoy to yourselves. And uh, and as always, Mike, you know, congratulations on everything you do. And a big thanks for what you do in our community, not just as a coach coaching the game and, and getting out there and getting those wins and going 12-0 and in the conference this year and 14-1 and at home, 12-3 and on the road, 1-0 and on neutral ground, winning 87% of the time. But uh, also just the fact that you support local kids and everything that we spoke about today and how you recruit. So I know you don't take a lot of credit and, and you really and it really don't take any of it when I give it to you. But I really do appreciate the work that you do. And I'm very honored to know you. And I thank you for your time. Dan, thanks so much uh, for the kind words. And thanks for having me again. Anytime I'd love, I'd love being on the show. All right. I'll talk with you soon. Take care.